When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Turf Show Times Radio. I'm Kenneth Arthur. With me, Blaine Didasco. Every week, we come to you right after the Rams game. Whether it is easy or difficult, whether it is good or bad, whether it is uh, sweet or sour. And today, the flavor is going to be uh, sour like a gumdrop so, uh, or a lemon drop, perhaps even. And uh, that was the case. 37-20 loss, which is being generous with a score uh, in the loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Rams got a late touchdown for no uh, apparent reason. And uh, the, the game was 37-20 instead of 37-13. But as soon as the second half really got underway, it was becoming really clear that the Arizona Cardinals were going to win the game and that on this day, Kyler Murray was the better quarterback than Matthew Stafford without really any discussion to that, even though, you know, both of them came in probably with equally glowing resumes through the first three games, but Stafford was inaccurate pass after pass overthrowing, underthrowing, side throwing. He did have an interception on an underthrow, but really it wasn't even just a from what I could tell, uh, wasn't even necessarily always just bad decision-making or being under pressure. Stafford just didn't seem to be able to have the um, accuracy that he normally has. Uh, Blaine, what was your takeaway on Matthew Stafford's day as he goes 26 of 41, 280 yards, uh, as I said, two touchdowns, one of them being kind of meaningless and one interception. Well, you know, uh, Rams fans are just starting to get to know Matthew Stafford. We saw three games of Stafford on his game, and uh, now we know what it, what it looks like, uh, Matthew Stafford having an off day. Unfortunately, it wasn't an off start or an off drive like we've seen in the previous games, but this one, you know, we, we didn't recover, not in the, you know, not in the second half. Um, so we'll see. I mean, uh, the next part to learn about this quarterback is how we recover from game to game. But uh, in this case, this is what the bad Matthew Stafford Rams game looks like. Yeah, it is. And you, you could feel that connection between Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, you know, as strong as it was in the first three games, you could see it kind of almost feeling forced today and not working uh, dropped passes by cup, bad throws by Stafford. It was just all over the place. Cup finishes with five catches for 64 yards, but he was targeted 13 times. So not what you want to see. Then four other players were targeted six times. Those being Van Jefferson, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, and Daryl Henderson, these passes weren't gaining a lot of yards. The longest play was 35 yards to cup followed by 22 yards to Jefferson, which came early. And uh, when the Rams really needed those yards, the Arizona Cardinals were not allowing that to happen. 
and it didn't happen. And uh, the, the long bombs and the deep passing that we saw in the first three weeks was eradicated. Arizona has some talented secondary players like safety Buda Baker and cornerback Byron Murphy, who had an interception off of Stafford today. Murphy, you know, right now, early in the season, looking like one of the breakout players of the NFL. And that was uh, the case again here. And, uh, you know, the focus could be on Stafford and that would be enough to say why the Rams lost. You know, if, if, if this was a good day by the Rams defense and a bad day by Stafford, the Rams, it looks like, you know, would have lost to the Cardinals no matter what. But on top of that, it was also a bad day by the defense. Kyler Murray going 24 of 32 for 268 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, he also rushed for 39 yards and picked up a few key third and longs. He was just able to move around the field and find ways to get the ball out. You know, what? That's, that's the thing is, you know, some quarterbacks, they're just really fast uh, with getting the ball out like a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning. It's just like boom, boom, boom. And uh, Kyler Murray is not fast when necessarily getting the ball out always, but then he can move around the field and then all of a sudden he's gotten a lightning uh, quick trigger and uh, he can get the ball out really quick. It's just about, he moves the pocket around and he did that against the Rams today. What were your thoughts? Who had the, what was, what would you say? Kyler Murray had a good day. Rams defense had a bad day. Which way would you lean? Well, I mean, I think the fact that we got, you know, we got handled the way we did means it was both. Uh, Kyler Murray is on a different level. So I'm, you know, I, I'm happy for Kyler Murray. Good for him. But, um, you know, things like, you know, things like him busting out of the third and longs the way that he did, um, you know, maybe we can do better containing that. But at the same time, that's Kyler Murray. I mean, he put on a juke move on, I think it was Kenny Young that, you know, we wish we would have made that one. But that's Kyler Murray doing his thing uh, on the ground. And uh, he's showing that accuracy uh, in, in his passes also. So uh, I give it to him, you know, I think that, um, and then on the other hand, our defense did not play well at all. So I think that, you know, in this game, the way it should have gone is Kyler Murray's going to get his. And that means that, you know, maybe they scored 21 points. Maybe we scored 28 on a normal offensive day, but, uh, but 37 means that Kyler did his thing and our defense did not show up. Yeah, it was uh, an issue of several regards on the defense. And I know that in the Turf Show Times game threads, there was a lot of talk about uh, the disappointment in Kenny Young and the linebackers, as well as uh, David Long, who gave up a long touchdown pass to AJ Green. And it just really felt like, oh, he's so outmatched out there. Now it's just one play and and maybe over the totality of Long's game, he, he could have been fine, or I suppose. But overall, it was clear that nobody on uh, LA's defense was really fine. As long as, the, as long as the opposing offense is talented enough to attack areas besides where Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are, it does seem like those teams will be fine. You know, I wasn't really ever seeing um, a ton of duress created by the Rams pass rushers other than the most obvious one. And I think Terrell Lewis also uh, did that. And it's nice to see Terrell Lewis uh, continue to show promise when he's able to be out there. It's just always, uh, you know, I, I have fears of him uh, just leaving at any moment's notice, uh, you know, and uh, that is, the, the only fear with Terrell Lewis, but if he's able to stay out there and be healthy with his knee, it's fine. But uh, 
What what would you say is maybe your greatest concern on the Rams starting defense? And, you know, we hate to hate to throw anyone under the bus here, but we got to be honest here for our fans, for our for our listeners. Who's the biggest problem? Uh, I want to say, especially today, you know, David Long. He was he was he was being attacked. He was being picked on. He was being targeted, mm-hmm. um, and it worked. It was a it was a plan that paid paid off for the Cardinals. He was exposed. He was outmatched. Um, and then maybe second to that is uh, Taylor Rapp. You know, he got beat for a touchdown pretty obviously. Um, you know, I think that's what we might be missing is that third piece uh, mm-hmm. last season opposite of Jalen Ramsey. It was Darius Williams who stepped up and kind of balanced the defense for us there. Um, so I think we might still be looking for either David Long to step up and uh, or, you know, a third piece that will go along with Jalen Ramsey and, and Darius Williams to solidify the secondary. But David Long Jr. and Taylor Rapp uh, missed a few today. This is something that I feel like I, I do say uh, often, and I'll, I'll repeat it here, or maybe it's the first time that anyone listening has heard me say this. Or, but, you know, the thing about talent is, you know, it's just not very often will you ever see a talent injection mid-season. You have what you have, and there's a limit to whether I think, you know, there's a limit to what coaches can do, what they can disguise, what they can mask, what they can get away with, with their deficiencies. And, you know, that's really the ultimate uh, job of a coach, you know, is to uh, make everybody else better and, to how much they can do that, there's always a limit, which is why, you know, high draft picks are a valuable and B physical specimens, unlike uh, anything humans have ever seen. So, you know, that's, that typically seems to just be the way that it is that there are certain players who can do things. And for the Rams, you know, they have two of those guys that are like two of two of the top five in the NFL in terms of physical specimens and uh, producers on the defensive side of the ball. But the other nine players, you know, are varying levels of, you know, above average, average and below average at their positions. And some of them may be below average and there's just not going to be a talent injection mid season. And you just don't usually expect to see someone like Robert Rochelle uh, come in after a career at central Arkansas. And now he's playing in the NFL and there's so much to learn. It's great when a guy like Jordan Fuller does come along and can do that. When you look over the past three drafts and all the players on defense that the Rams have drafted, really Jordan Fuller is the only one that has stood out in an especially positive way. And, you know, that is, I think, showing itself here for the Rams. Is, is there anybody that you would uh, most like to see maybe more of, uh, Blaine? Uh, well, Terrell Burgess is, is sort of the, the, next, the next man up to, as far as who's on deck, uh, at least for us to get, to get a better look at. So uh, I'd be interested to see, you know, more of him and see if he can affect the defense. Yeah, and why do you think that is? Because uh, Terrell Burgess, it didn't seem like he was an especially raw player coming into the NFL. Uh, He was supposedly very versatile, so he could play in a number of positions. The Rams have a number of uh, weaknesses on their defense at all of those positions. So what is holding Terrell Burgess back? Well, I think a lot of times when, you know, when it has to do with, you know, the, the, the viewers can can see talent we can see skill and ability what we can't always see is a player's grasp of the playbook or concepts and so 
you know, that that might be it. I mean, he's still, you know, yeah. he's still in the first few year, years of his career, which means, you know, there might still be more to learn as far as, you know, being reliable out there with assignments. So that's one thing that the viewers can't always see. And that's, again, like, this is also related to, well, why don't the Rams do a better job of drafting as compared to their peers? And it's like, well, the Rams have so rarely picked in the top 50. And that is so unheard of, you know, to have teams that just don't pick in the top 50. Well, you know, there's a risk to that. And the risk was the Rams are a Super Bowl contender right now. Over the first three weeks of the season, this was the best team in the NFL. A lot of people agreed this is the best team in the NFL right now. And then they get blown out by the Arizona Cardinals, who also moved to 4-0. If this was college football, the Rams would be ranked ninth, and the Cardinals, you know, everybody would be talking about this is Cardinal. This is the, wow, what a team. They just knocked out the number one team, blew them out, like, and they're undefeated. Like, uh, you know, I do think Arizona, they're very close. They're basically just a missed field goal from not being undefeated. But overall, that's the, that's the feeling that we have. Overall, I mean, do you still think right now after this game, who do you think the best team in the division is? Uh, you know, hard to say today, you know, today look like the Cardinals uh, today. But if you take, you know, the collective of the first four games, the Rams had had the tougher start. I mean, still, you can't take away the fact that we beat the Buccaneers last week. Um, let's let's look maybe ahead to to this next coming week, week five, to see, you know, uh, a, a bigger picture when we go on to take on the Seahawks and the Cardinals match up with the Niners will give us a better look. But if you take the first four as a whole, the first four games as a whole, the Rams maybe still have the edge, but yeah. uh, hard to say today. <laughs> now you brought up the Seahawks, which I even forgot about. I'm still focused on this horrible <laughs> game. Uh, but yes, the Seahawks are in four days. And the Seahawks, if you if anybody was talking about the this game this morning, it would have been like, Wow, the Rams, they always beat the Seahawks, going to wipe the face off the Seahawks. And the feelings in both locker rooms today right now is, oh, no, we just got blown out. And then the other team going, oh, hey, wow, the Seahawks got a win on the road in San Francisco, 28-21. They uh, faced Trey Lance in the second half, which was probably, I don't know, it's probably to a benefit uh, just because Trey Lance is so inexperienced. Uh, but the Seahawks did get a win. And so if the Rams lose – the Rams are in third place and the Seahawks would go into second place. And if the Rams win, then it's all fine. Four and one. Have you, have you lost any confidence in that game now? Um, no, I think um, no, because today just felt like, like the off day. So today didn't seem like a true, true Testament to where, you know, what our team is capable of and, and how we actually play. I think really it's a matter of, you know, a bit, a bit of new people getting together, learning how to win consistently. You know, some people are saying that uh, the Rams were buying into the hype after week three, you know, listening to the headlines and, there might be a degree of truth to that. Uh, so I think uh, we'll see how we respond next week. Um, it's going to tell us a lot about this team. I just feel like if that was uh, true, um, it would still be sort of uh, hard to overlook the Cardinals, you know? So uh, even if there was like seeming some confidence, I can't imagine that anyone was overlooking another three and O team in the division and how much better the Rams would look if they had gotten this win today and how much better the Cardinals look because they got the win today. And in this fashion, uh, I really just think for whatever reason, Matthew Stafford could not 
hit anything. I mean, it was really um, eye-opening to see uh, some of these performances uh, of Stafford's, but really he had been so consistent over the last few years. And I think the inconsistent performances were hoped to be a thing of his twenties. And, and that still uh, could be the case. Um, you know, it's just one day and anything can, any number of variables could cause, you know, a few passes to become errant or for a, a defense to just do a really good job of, uh, you know, shutting down his options perhaps, but Overall, you know, I think it's just Stafford uh, wasn't good and the defense was outmatched by a quarterback who just also happened to be, you know, maybe the MVP of September in the NFL. So it wasn't that uh, crazy to see the Rams lose this one. And yeah, Seahawks coming up, the, the Rams would still seem to have a lot of matchup advantages against the Seahawks, um, especially with the Rams receivers against Seattle's cornerbacks. And uh, I think even LA's defense against uh, most of what uh, Seattle has on offense. So there are those and, and LA's strong record against the Seahawks, uh, of course, with Sean McVay and Aaron Donald. Also another reason to believe that the Rams uh, can put this loss behind them. And also uh, you know, this short week, anything is, you know, all things kind of get thrown out on these Thursday night football games. So the short week, happens that way so uh the rams do fall to three and one um any standout performances for you blaine in a positive way yeah i mean uh on a positive note uh our our running game uh started to take hold Darryl, good to see daryl henderson back he looked fine uh with 89 yards a 6.4 yard average uh you know and i think part of the game is how we got away from the run just as it was starting to cook. So uh, I think our run game was a positive note. And then, uh, and then I think harder to see maybe. Um, I think uh, the O-line did not give up a sack on Matthew Stafford. And if that's the case, I think those two are some silver linings uh, in this game. That's right. No sacks allowed and a really well-blocked game. And it seems like those things did go well for the offensive line there was a false start on david edwards there was a holding penalty on brian allen uh but overall it seemed to be a pretty good performance and it's a pretty good front seven for arizona although it just seemed like arizona didn't need to rush with a passer so um <laughs> maybe that was also part of it right um so yeah there were a few okay things about the game but overall not ideal and the rams do fall to three and one uh blaine any uh parting words here for the turf showtimes listeners uh just to say it's uh, early early yet and uh these kinds of games are sort of character games where you know we get um we get to check ourselves as a team fan base uh but early yet uh excited to see how we respond on thursday night that's uh, Blaine Didasco uh, addressing the fiasco. And uh, I'm Kenneth, and that is this episode of the Turf Showtime's radio podcast. So uh, come back. Always, there's going to be final uh, last-minute thoughts before the game, immediate reactions after the game, and a preview midweek. That's right here on the Turf Showtime's radio podcast. So thanks for listening, and we'll come back next time after the Seahawks play the Rams this Thursday night in Seattle.